Welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and <laughs> ah, this is a long overdue episode, in my opinion. Um, so, it has been a long time since I've done a story time episode. Um, story time episodes are, you know, a break from any of the deeper, more intense topics that I cover sometimes, and they're just um, a time for you to laugh at me and enjoy these absolutely ridiculous things that have happened to me in my life. Um, I say this in almost every story time episode I've done. Uh, I have, <laughs> I live a very blessed life. But when things go wrong, as they do, they tend to go wrong in, like, truly the most ridiculous ways for me. So, I'm here to share those stories. Because, in my mind, why else would such weird shit happen other than to share it and make people laugh? Okay, so... First of all, I'm talking with my retainer, so <laughs> hopefully I don't sound like I have a lisp. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so the year is, huh, what was, what was the year? This was my, the summer uh, between junior and senior year of high school, so... 2009? Is that true? It's 2021. Oh, God. Excuse me. That was very alarming. <laughs> Apparently, I'm 86 years old. Okay. So, um, it was the summer between my, uh, junior and senior year in high school. Um, I'm only going to tell you the next piece of information because it kind of pertains to the story, but between my junior and senior year of high school, I got a breast reduction. I guess I have to give some more information behind that. I can't just like blow past that. Um, basically, my entire life, I've had huge boobs and... Um, basically starting from the age of 13, I was asking for a reduction. My mom, you know, that's a very, a uh, very intense surgery. And my mom kind of thought that maybe I didn't like fully understand the concept. So truly for years, she had to deal with me printing out pictures of breast reduction, reduction surgeries and putting them on her bed. Um, just because I wanted her to know that I did understand and I was ready. So, after a few years of convincing, that finally happened. So, in the background of this story, 
I'm recovering from a breast reduction surgery. I was probably like, I was probably four-ish weeks out from the surgery. Okay, so I'm in my house. My mom is gone at the beach. I'm chilling alone. I go to the bathroom. I'm sitting on the toilet. I yawn like tired girls do. And as a little preface to this, I've always had some TMJ, some jaw issues, um, meaning like it's my jaw would feel like a little weird when I yawned or like my jaw would click sometimes when I yawned. I think it's actually very common. So I'm sure many of you listening have experienced some kind of TMJ or discomfort in your jaw. That's where so many of us hold stress. If you've had any um, like braces or anything, sometimes that can actually be the cause of these things. So anyways, I've always had little jaw things. And in the past, there had been a couple moments where I had yawned and it felt almost like stuck, but I could very easily like push on my jaw and it would be fine. So I yawned. I feel that stuck feeling. So I go to like push my jaw like I usually do. And it ain't fucking working. My mouth is stuck open in a yawn. I am fucking freaking out. I am literally punching myself in the face. Um, which <laughs> ultimately made all of this so much worse. But um, my mouth was literally not closing. So <laughs> not only was it like painful, but like so anxiety inducing I cannot fully explain to you guys that feeling so just just picture that so I call my mom my mouth is stuck open so I'm like oh my jaw is stuck and she's like what and she's freaking out because she doesn't know what the fuck I'm saying I probably sound like I'm having a stroke And then she's trying to connect it with possibly, like, my surgery. She's like, did something happen to your boobs? And I'm like, no. (laughs) So she cannot understand me. And I'm like, I, yeah, it sucks. So (laughs) I can't even tell the story. (laughs) I'm glad it brings me so much joy now. So... (laughs) She was like, I don't know what's happening. I'm going to call fire rescue to the house. I'm like, oh, great. So literally fire rescue shows up at my house and it's like three or four youngish guys and I'm sitting on the couch. My mouth is still open. My mouth is open this entire story (laughs) and I'm sitting with a towel under my mouth drooling because I can't swallow because my mouth is stuck open. So these four assholes, I'm sure they were great guys, but at the time I felt that they were assholes, are just staring at me. And they're like, we don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, well, (laughs) that isn't that special because I don't know what the fuck to do. So they're like, let's try a hot compress. So they like warm up a towel in, in the microwave in my house. That does absolutely not a damn fucking thing. My mouth is fully stuck. Now, again, back to the anxiety of this, truly, like, 
I would say 30% of the experience was severe pain from my jaw, like physical pain. And the other 70% was an absolute mental breakdown. (laughs) So while these firefighters are sitting in my house, on two different occasions, I, you know, not, I did not say anything to them. I would get up, walk into my mom's master bedroom, go into her closet, and scream at the top of my lungs into, like, her clothes. And I'm certain they could hear me. So they probably thought, <laughs> I don't know what they thought of me, but I was literally just, I was literally freaking, the, I just was having a mental break. So, I do this thing where I scream in the closet, like, probably twice, and finally my mom gets to the house, and she's like, why the fuck are we all still here? Why is her mouth like this? Like, what did you guys even do? And they're like, well, we don't, like, know what to do, and they were like, we could take her to the hospital, and she's like, well, yeah, she was like, but at this point, I'm gonna do that. First of all, because we're not paying $500 for an ambulance ride. And, you know, my mom was certain that she could probably get there faster than they could anyways. So we get into the car. And just so that you understand, my mom does not take no shit. Like, she, me and her have always had, like, a very, like, friend type of relationship. But with immense amounts of respect. I've never disrespected my mom uh, I know that would not go well, and in this moment, when I'm having this mental break, she, like, the, the dynamic was just different for, like, 15 minutes in our relationship, because I was literally punching the inside of her car, kicking the car, and if I had been doing this for any other reason, she would have literally beat my ass, but she was like, okay, okay, like, I think she was terrified of me, because I was literally having a mental break. I was not good. (laughs) So we finally get to the hospital and the only like fucking help or tip that the um, paramedics gave us is to, because I was under 18, to go into the pediatric ER because they're usually slower and like they'll probably take me right away. So we walk into the pediatric ER. There's a, a, I'm sure again, a perfectly nice woman working at the front counter, checking people in. And my mom's talking to her. She's getting our information. And she says, okay, have a seat. Something about the words have a seat as if I'm waiting. Like to me, I'm like to me, what's happening to me is the equivalent of like, I'm bleeding out on the floor. So you wouldn't tell me to wait. So I'm like, again, my mouth stuck open. I'm like, wait, no, I'm not waiting. Uh, Okay. And then a woman behind me who's waiting with her child in the waiting room says under her breath, loca, which means crazy in Spanish. So my head does a, you know, 180 degree rotation like the exorcist, mouth still open to be clear. And I'm like, Loca, oh yeah, and I'm fighting literally everyone in the lobby. My mom is like, "Oh my god!" My mom's trying to tell the lady at the front, "I am so sorry. She's truly not like this. Like, can you please help us? Can you get us into the back? Like, give her something. Like, I don't. She's lost her mind. Like, I don't know." (laughs) So, 
The lady takes us back into a room because I'm having a full meltdown. So, pro tip, if you want attention in the hospital, just act fucking crazy. <laughs> so, they take us into a room and um, my mom is like, you need, I know this is like rough, whatever's going on, but like you need to tone it down because if you upset them, like they might make this worse for you. Like they could delay this, like you can only be so rude to people. So I'm like, okay. So I remember kind of still waiting in the room and having like several more breakdowns and being like, where are they? Where? And just doing that whole thing. Eventually a woman comes in and she just, just gives me a boatload of drugs. And I'm like, good, go for it. To this day, I was writing in my phone like what they gave me just in case this ever happened again. So they gave me three vials of morphine and two vials of Valium. I don't know if that's like an accurate measurement. It probably is not. That's just what's written in my phone. Um, And in about 10 seconds after receiving the drug, I find out that I don't react good to morphine. So I start throwing up on the person. (laughs) I'm throwing up with my mouth stuck open. That's not good. It's, it's like a impossible. (laughs) So I throw up on the woman who I've been yelling at for the past 10 minutes. Um, I basically have to like scoop throw out out of my mouth because I can't spit. I can't do anything. My mouth is stuck open. Really beautiful times. Also, in the middle of all of this, my dad couldn't come for whatever reason. I think he was working or I think he was traveling for work. So he sends his friend that he works with to to come to the hospital. So there's a random man with me in the room this entire time. Why? Why? Why do dads do weird things? So finally the doctor comes in. And he's like, I'm going to be honest, I think I've seen this maybe once ever. Like, it is really rare for it for any kind of, like, TMJ to get to this point where your mouth is, like, literally stuck open. And I'm like, yes, I know, I'm a unique angel from heaven. So, he was like, there is one way to get your mouth closed, and it's going to be super uncomfortable, and it's going to be really painful, and I apologize. And I'm like... I don't fucking care if you have to hammer my head shut. Like, just fucking get this thing closed. So, luckily I am still on drugs, which is the good part. But, like, I they're, they're truly, I was truly in so much pain that, like, that was not passing. But, like, my, my mental breakdown was, um, was subsiding a bit because of the drugs. So... This man proceeds to fully straddle me on the hospital bed. He puts, he wraps both his thumbs in gauze, puts his thumbs in the back of my mouth on, and presses down on my bottom back molars. And he literally puts all of his body weight into my mouth, and then my mouth closes. (laughs) And... To this day, that's the best sexual experience I've ever had. (laughs) Like, wow. 
When your mouth has been stuck open for close to two hours, it might have been more than that at that point. I just can't explain to you the relief of getting it shut finally. Um, so, yep, that's my story of lockjaw. I drank smoothies for a few days after. I was terrified to open my mouth for, like, weeks. Um, and I know that sounds like, you know, more than enough already. But there's more. Oh, hold on. I'm putting my phone on do not disturb because I realize I haven't done that. We don't want that to happen. Okay. Yeah, so you would think having lockjaw once is more than enough. But naturally... I had it twice. Fast forward to college. It was my, I want to say it was my first year of college. Uh, Yeah, my first year of college. I was with some friends that I actually had known from high school. And literally to God, we were drinking a little. Thank God, not a lot drinking a little at this girl's dorm room and I swear to God I was telling my story of the lockjaw that night and whatever the night ends we leave this girl's dorm room my friend and I are walking back to the car I yawn and my motherfucking jaw gets stuck and I'm like this cannot be happening to me this cannot be happening to me But I had, like, this rush of memories come back. And I remember the doctor telling me that my jaw had gotten so fucking tight from stress and, like, getting so wound up. So I was like, do yourself a fucking favor. You kind of know what to do now. So, like, just remain calm. The girl I'm with ends up not being calm. So she calls 911. Fire rescue comes again. Why I even let that happen is beyond me because I had already received proof that fire rescue can deal with you if your arm's been chopped off, but not if your jaw is stuck open. So truly, note to anyone out there, if you get locked jaw, just go to the hospital. Do not call anyone. They won't help you. So the paramedics come. They stare at me like I'm a fucking weirdo. And they're like, oh, well, we don't know. And I'm like, no fucking problem. I'll have my friend drive me to the hospital. Obviously, I'm not talking that way because my mouth is stuck open. So luckily, I have my handy dandy note in my phone that, again, still exists till this day. Let me find the note so I could just <laughs> read to you word for word. Because I wrote it when I was on drugs. And it sounds that way. So it just really brings me joy. Okay, where is it? Morphine and Valium. I get nauseous with morphine, so I need the stuff to not make me nauseous. Thumbs in the back of my jaw, pushed down. Dislocated jaw. I have TMJ. I yawned. (laughs) Those are my instructions. So, the hospital, I don't know if this was true, but it felt like it was 30 minutes away, which is like way too far for any hospital to ever be from you. So we're driving, this poor girl I'm with is like driving 90 miles an hour, and I'm like, girl, I'm trying, okay, well, no, wait, that's not how I'm talking, I'm like, listen, I'm trying to be calm, so you need to be calm. So I'm trying to 
calm her down because I'm like, I can't make this worse for myself. I can't get to that place where it was like so fucking painful. So we get to the hospital. Mind you, this is all happening at two o'clock in the morning. Naturally, the best time. So we go into the hospital and for anyone who doesn't know, an ER at 2 a.m. is not the place to be. People are fucked up, on drugs, drunk. One has their arm cut off. The other one's bleeding on the floor. I mean, what, something happens. That's why people always say nothing good happens after midnight. It's, it's true. Walk into any ER at that time and you will know that it is true. So, once again, me with my stupid ass stuck jaw is not a priority. <laughs> so, I'm trying to be calm. They did put me into a room. I don't remember how I convinced them to do that, but the entire time that I'm waiting in this room, there's like a window to the room that I'm in, and there's this guy who is so drunk and who has very obviously been jumped by like 15 people, and he's trying to hit on me through my window, and my mouth is stuck open. I mean, I guess I understand the appeal of a girl with her mouth stuck open, but like, bro, Please, give me a fucking break. So we're in the room, and I'm, like, trying to be, you know, calm and patient, but my jaw is stuck open, and regardless of how calm I'm being, it fucking hurts really bad. So, because what happens when you are when you get lockjaw is you, you dislocate your jaw. So I'm sitting there with my jaw dislocated, but mine happens when it's open. Some people get lockjaw closed, which... I don't know what that's like. I don't want to assume that I know what that's like. But I feel like if I had to pick, like, mouth closed sounds better. Maybe not. They might be equal because really the anxiety of both, I think, sounds the same to me. Anyways, so I'm here and I'm trying to ask, like, where is anybody? And I keep trying to ask, like, when is someone coming? We literally waited like two or three hours at the hospital in this room, which is fucked up. Come to find out there was like a gunshot victim and only one doctor. So I understand that someone was having a harder time than me, but it's real hard to grasp that when you're in the moment. So every 10 minutes, I'm like ringing the bell. I'm like, hi, hello. My mouth is stuck open. I don't know if you know. So, at this point, I'm like, I'm going to be honest with these people. Like, I don't want to sound like the person that's here for drugs, but, like, I showed them the note on my phone. I'm like, can we get some drugs going? <laughs> like, f I'm, I'm suffering. Now, we waited so long again, like two hours. Randomly, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I don't know if maybe it's because my mouth was open for so long. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was literally from the pain, but I started throwing up. And you know how that goes. I'm scooping throw up out of my mouth because it's not possible to throw up when your mouth is stuck open. Okay. So that got a little bit of attention. I think at that point they finally found a nurse to give me drugs because like literally everyone who was like allowed to administer drugs was dealing with this gunshot wound. And I'm like, can we just like get one, just get one nurse. So finally the doctor came in like literally three hours later, closed my jaw again. And 
that is the end of my lockjaw story. I ended up after that time seeing a, um, what kind of doctor deals with like, um, hold on. Now I have to find the name. But basically I went to a doctor who, I want to say ophthalmologist and that ain't right. Hold on. Doctor for TMJ. Um, oh, wow. Sorry, I just saw what TMJ stands for, and it's quite the word. <clears throat> Temporomandibular joint dysfunction. Di <laughs> I said dysfunction. Dysfunction. Um, in, uh, what? You know what? I don't know. It was a fucking, a, an oral doctor. <laughs> and basically what he told me is there, there is surgery for TMJ, but it's such a toss up if it even works. Like it's one of those things that may or may not make a difference at all. So we kind of figured that it wasn't worth it. Um, he also took out my wisdom teeth and, you know, said that for, like, for whatever reason, sometimes that provides some relief. And to this day, if you see me out in the streets and you see me yawning, you will always see me yawn with my fist under my chin. That's a little trick they taught me um, to make sure that I don't yawn fully. So basically what I'm telling you is that every time I yawn, I have anxiety. So really imagine what that's like to be me. <laughs> oh, there was one time I was with my ex and we were laying down and I yawned and my jaw got stuck. And I literally just immediately was like, <laughs> like a baby. I like, I was like, no, no, please. And then I literally went and like did the steps to myself. Like I pressed back on my jaw and my mouth closed and I was like, oh my God, thank God. So that was like a little baby third time, but not close to as bad as the first or second but it's been a few years um I've had a lot of dental work done as you may know if you've listened to my story time about losing my teeth um and everything so far so good um I also have a lot of anxiety at the dentist and I often have to tell whoever is working on me like I have severe TMJ if I want to close my mouth for a second like please let me do that um because having my mouth open for extended periods of time like fucking freaks me out so all these there's like rap songs that talk about TMJ like if it's funny or I'm sorry not TMJ lockjaw and I'm like no sister please don't wish that on anyone okay and especially in a sexual manner I don't think you ever want to deal with a bitch with lockjaw for real because as you just heard, it's not a good time <laughs> for anyone involved. So that's uh, my story. I have two really beautiful photos of me in like, I don't know what to call it. It's like a, it's like a padded neck brace each time after I got lockjaw. It's like a, it's like a neck brace pillow brace that they put under your jaw just to keep your mouth closed basically so I will share those beautiful photos with you guys for giggles and as always I hope you've enjoyed 
this beautiful story of the weird shit that happens to me and I hope you laughed. I'm now in the place in my life where it brings me joy and laughter, so yeah, everything in life can be funny at some point. Maybe that could be some <laughs> inspiration for anyone who's struggling. Maybe one day you'll be laughing on a podcast about it. All right, friends, that is all for today. We will talk soon. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you want some more of me or are interested in my life coaching services, you can find me on Instagram at Let's Fucking Talk. And I would absolutely love and appreciate it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to my show wherever you listen to it. And I will talk to you next week.